Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858 Eight seven six five six six three. In today's show, we talk about why it's important to know what the intimacy lifestyle is not so that you can fully embrace all that it has to offer. And as we start talking about, you know, understanding what the intimacy lifestyle is and is not specifically in this show, what it is not, I want you to understand this quote um, specifically and how it pertains. It says there's a big difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested in something, you only do it when it's convenient. Mm. When you are committed to something, you do it no matter what. Mm. No excuses. And that's really going to be a big part about what we talk about in today's show about redefining the intimacy lifestyle. But before we go there, you guys know my absolute favorite part of the show is the hug. And this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage's Relationship Coaching. And you can get more details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. But I want you guys to think about this. So many of you think nothing of getting a personal trainer to get physically fit or getting a career coach to take you to the next step in your career. You hire a tutor for your children to help them achieve. And then there's this thing called your marriage. And you start telling yourself, well, you know, we can do it on our own. We can figure this out. If we just try hard enough, read enough books, pray about it, then things will change. You get help in every other area of your life. So why not your marriage? If you've been struggling with areas of your marriage and are tired of the struggle, tired of not knowing what to do or say, now is the time to take action. You've heard the results on the show of clients who have had transformation. What are you waiting for? Check it out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash coaching. And today's hug actually comes from one of my coaching clients. Mm. Um, And just a little bit about him. He and his wife have been separated for a few months now. They're each working their way back to what marriage is going to look like for them. And he shared this with me in an email. He said, I'm thankful for you, Elisa, and the ministry you guys have. As with everything that's happened, I found your podcast at just the right time and listened for probably two months before feeling a nudge to give you a call and start coaching. You are a massive piece of this puzzle for us. And I am so very grateful for your story and commitment to marriage. Mm. I I, love those guys. You know, it's one of those things where I have that sentiment from so many people that they've waited a few months Mm -hmm. to start coaching. And I just want to say, take the step. Right. Take the step because what if you could be two months farther ahead, right? In your journey towards healing and your journey towards reconciliation. Don't wait. Don't wait. You know, it's the whole question. Like, what are you waiting for? Just do it. Just do it. And today's show really kind of comes out of some of these coaching conversations as well, because Mm -hmm. we've been talking about the intimacy lifestyle for years, literally since the beginning of the show. So six and a half years ago, right? give or take, we've actually been practicing it for eight, nine, 
I don't know. Long time. 11. We're going. We're we're probably eight and going on nine years. Eight going on nine. Uh, long time. Yeah. Long time. And over the last few weeks, we've had a number of emails that all seem to say similar things about the intimacy lifestyle. It'll be something like, well, we agreed to the intimacy lifestyle, but it seems like I am always having to remind my spouse or my spouse said they were on board with the intimacy lifestyle, but it doesn't really seem like they're into it. Or finally, we agreed to the intimacy lifestyle, but it just doesn't seem to be working with us. Hey, here's one that I, that I personally experience, even as we do the intimacy lifestyle is we agreed upon this. When are you going to initiate? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, a few weeks ago, we had the podcast on the intimacy lifestyle. I think it was episode 328. Mm -hmm. Um, And we'll put a link to that in the show notes. But, you know, what we did in that show is we really shared with all of you guys what the intimacy lifestyle is, right? Like, you know, we, we broke it all down. And what we realized with these emails coming in is that we didn't tell you what the intimacy lifestyle is not, Right, because sometimes you need to have both halves of that equation so that you can put it together and really get a complete picture. The intimacy lifestyle is not something to half-heartedly commit to. It is not something to just spring on your spouse, like, hey, I think we should do the intimacy lifestyle. It is not a band-aid for your marriage. The intimacy lifestyle does not fix everything. It is not something that you agree to just to pacify your spouse and get them to stop bugging you about sex. It is not something you decide to do and then never talk about again. Tony and I probably, besides on the show, Tony and I probably talk about our sex life once a day, give or take, you know, in some aspect of, you know, planning or, you know, connecting on what's going on with the week or, you know, we're getting ready to go on vacation. How's that going to impact the intimacy life? I mean, we talk about our sex life a lot and on all that stems from committing to the intimacy lifestyle. It's not something that is one size fits all. Mm-hmm. just because Tony and I do it a certain way doesn't mean that this is the way your marriage has to do it. Our three days, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for Tony, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for Elisa, Saturday's bonus day or a day off. That may not work in your marriage and it's okay to change it to fit you guys. Right. Hey, one, one prime example, we've been doing the intimacy lifestyle in the days for a few years maybe four years at this point where my days are Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Lisa's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We have this grand idea of like, Hey, you know what? Let's change this up. Elisa, you do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Tony, you do Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh my gosh. You know what? We, we are creatures of habit because that I'm telling you threw a wrench into our intimacy lifestyle. Oh my gosh. It was so hard. And we had to, I mean, last week we talked about, you know, resentment and bitterness and, and my goodness, that was causing for me some, some resentment because I was, I was confused on my days and Elisa wasn't initiating on the days I, it was just, so having said all that, you have to find out what works for you guys. Absolutely. And Honestly, that's we were we gave, and if you haven't listened to 328, like Elisa said, we'll drop that link in here. Go back and listen to it. But we give sort of a guideline of what it can look like for you guys. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be different for those of you who maybe have, you know, little ones, for those of you who have teenagers, for those of you who have seven kids instead of one kid, for those of you who are empty nesters we're all in different seasons of life. Mm-hmm. Take the framework, build the house on it. Right. But build right. your house, not build ours. Build your house. Right. 
you know, two other things that the intimacy lifestyle is not, it is not something that's convenient. Remember what I said, you know, the quote that I opened the show with where it was, you know, there's a big difference between interest and commitment. When you're interested, you only do it when it's convenient. When you're committed, you do it no matter what. Well, the intimacy lifestyle, it's not convenient. Uh It's a lifestyle choice. And finally, and a lot of people get confused on this one. And even when I shared it with Tony, as we were, you know, kind of going over the show notes, you know, as I was talking about what the intimacy lifestyle is not, I looked at him and I said, you know, the intimacy lifestyle is not a tool for sex. And he just looked at me and goes, but that's how we schedule our sex. (laughs) And I said, here's the thing. Ding, ding, ding. See the mind of a man, see the mind of a woman. Maybe it's a high desire spouse or the low desire spouse. I'm not, you know, you may think of it because you're the high desire spouse and you want to have sex with your spouse. Like I, I am most times in our marriage of ding, ding, ding. This allows, this allows us to have more sex. And I'm not denying that. Right. Right. It absolutely does. But here's what I realized. And, and, you know, as I've worked with couples for years and we've implemented the intimacy lifestyle, you know, as a team in so many marriages, the intimacy lifestyle is not a sex tool. It's not a tool to have more sex. What it is, it's, it's a communication tool to enhance your marriage. Because when the two of you start making a decision to be committed to the intimacy lifestyle, guess what? It doesn't just happen, right? It's not like this magic fairy dust that we sprinkle over your marriage and you start having better sex. You have to actually start working at your connection. You have to start working at how the two of you communicate with each other, how the two of you schedule your days, right? How you initiate, how you romance each other. And so it becomes this, this wide reaching tool in your marriage that yes, ultimately for most couples does lead to them having more sex, but more importantly, it leads to more connection. Mm. And that's huge because when we get emails, you know, like listing all of those three things, it's a clear indication that there's been a breakdown in understanding of exactly what the intimacy lifestyle is and what the commitment to one another is because when I get those emails where it's like, you know, I told my wife about the intimacy lifestyle. I don't understand why it's not working. Or I suggested this to my husband and he's like, absolutely not. And I'm like, okay, we, we need to go back and understand both like what it is and what it's not. Right. Because sometimes, and and I know this and I know you guys get super excited. You hear, you know, you hear us talk about, you're like, that would be perfect for our marriage. And then you go and you like dump this whole thing on your husband or wife. And they're like, say what? Like, I got to do that. I, I, I got to. What am I doing? What? 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 Because the truth is, is that when, when you make a decision to say yes to the intimacy lifestyle without really being committed to it, when, when you're just like throwing this out there, like you're, you know, you're throwing whatever you can at the wall to see what's going to stick and work in your marriage, you're inviting rejection. You know, when you're not really committed to something, you're inviting rejection into your marriage. Because guess what? If you're not really committed, you know what you're still going to do? Reject your spouse. You're still going to say no. Mm-hmm. you're still going to roll over. You're still going to find different ways to avoid intimacy with your spouse because you're not committed to it. You're just interested in the idea. You're going to set the stage for disappointment because if your spouse has brought you this idea and you're like, yeah, you know, that sounds good, but you're not fully committed to it. Your spouse is going to be disappointed. Their feelings are going to be hurt. That resentment that we talked about a week ago in last week's show, it's going to surface mm-hmm. and, and it's yep. going to surface in a large way, because they're going to say to you, you agreed to this. You said yes. Why aren't you following through? Mm-hmm. You know, it's also going to, uh, you know, and, and part of that also sets the stage for a lot of feelings of confusion. Like, 
I'm your husband. I'm your wife. Why don't you desire me? You know, if you agree to this, why are you not expressing that desire? I'm confused. Don't you want to be with me? These are real statements that I have heard that we have uttered in our own marriage. And, you know, and we've gone through seasons where, you know, as committed as we've been to the intimacy lifestyle, there have been things going on that like we've talked about in the last couple of weeks, haven't been communicated to one another that, you know, caused that withdrawal, caused that disconnect. And one of the ways it shows up almost immediately because we've been doing the intimacy lifestyle for eight years is the intimacy lifestyle falls off. Yeah. I, like I know when we're not connecting, when either I or very rarely, usually it's me, but very rarely, it can also be Tony, when one of us doesn't initiate on our three days. Right. That's a clear indicator. If we haven't talked about the reason why, if it just kind of happens and nobody says anything, that's a clear indicator that we're having a communication issue in our marriage. Yeah, there's a breakdown somewhere in there. And we're not being vulnerable. We're not connecting in our emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the byproduct of that is, well, the intimacy lifestyle that week or that period of time fails. Right. And, you know, so many people, it's so funny how often, you know, we either get introduced or, you know, people are like, well, you're that sex couple. I'm like, well, sort of, you know, I, I won't, I won't deny that, but really it's all about the connection. Right. And, and that's, I want to be really, really clear. If you think about what we've, what we've called it, we call it the intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so it's exactly that. It's a lifestyle. It's not, like the intimacy day, right? Where you just, you know, choose to be intimate for a day. It's a lifestyle, which means that you're choosing. And we also didn't call it the sex lifestyle. Like I want to be really clear. It's not called the sex lifestyle. Okay. It's called the intimacy lifestyle because this is a way that the two of you are choosing to do life. Mm -hmm. Right. All aspects, all forms of intimacy. And in case you've forgotten, let me share those with you. There is obviously the physical sexual intimacy. It's kind of what everybody thinks about when they hear intimacy lifestyle. There's emotional intimacy. How are the two of you talking to one another? Are you talking to one another? Yeah. What do you, how do you communicate? Where do you communicate? When do you communicate? How often are you communicating with each other on a deep level of communication, not just the make sure you buy milk? Right. Because that, that's not really communicating. No. That's just being a personal reminder service. Yes. There's a recreational intimacy, right? How are the two of you spending time together? Or like Tony said, are you spending time together? Or is it just, I've got my own interest. He's got his own interest. And well, we happen to share a bed. I want, did we bring this up on a previous show? I don't know if we I have. don't know. Bring it but, up again though. But we're, I'm going to bring it up again. When we were in Peru, Elisa and I, this is the first time Elisa and I have been away by ourselves for a pretty long period of time. You know, with travel and everything, it was 10 days. Um, which was wonderful. It was, it was just great. We highly recommend it. We loved it. And yet there came a point in time when we were like, uh, what do we talk about now? In all honesty, I mean, because we had long flights. You know, we went from, from LAX to Dallas, Dallas to Lima. You know, Lima car drive to the, the hotel, Lima to Cusco drives, train rides. I mean, we had one train ride was two hours. Another train ride was four hours. Other drivers picking us up, walking around Cusco in the square. And what are we talking about now? And so one evening as we were 
coming off of a, a city tour in Cusco, we went to this restaurant where I cannot remember the name, but I highly re- recommend, man, if you go to Cusco, you got to have alpaca filet mignon. Spectacular. Unbelievably. Just wonderful food. Um, Little travel tip. Yeah. Bonus in for this, this Peru- show. Just <laughs> Peruvian restaurant. Just class act. Anyways, as we're sitting there and we're just, you know, we're done. Like the city tour was five hours. We, we had plenty of time to talk. We're just sitting there and we noticed a couple who had cards and they pulled out their cards and we looked over and we're like, hmm, what are they doing? And it looked like that. I think they were playing gin rummy. Uh-huh. And so we made it a point to just pick up some cards and we, we played cards, you know, for probably the second half of our trip. And it was a fun way coming back to that recreational intimacy. We just picked up cards and we brought it here home. You know, we've been playing on and off. Uh, I've been playing, you know, rummy with my daughter. It's a fun way. It's recreational and it doesn't need to be physical, but you can still have fun doing something like that. We have friends who love chess or that one game dominion. Mm -hmm. I've heard, um, They've never played that one, but we have some good friends at church who just love the game. So we're like, oh, cool. But th- those are other ways to be recreationally active. Because you don't always have to use your words. Sometimes right. it's just the time together. So so we've talked about physical sexual intimacy. We've talked about emotional intimacy. We've talked about recreational intimacy. There's also spiritual intimacy. How do the two of you, you know, do your spiritual life together? Do you attend church together? Do you pray together? Do you, you know, worship together? What does that look like for the two of you? How do you have that, that intimacy, that connectedness there? And then finally, there's financial intimacy, right? It's, it's the dollars and cents behind your marriage. How the two of you relate together with intimacy. So when we talk about the intimacy lifestyle, we are talking about all of it, right? And, and you know, when you when you agree to the intimacy lifestyle, you're not agreeing to to just do a little bit of it. You're not just agreeing. And, and while on the surface you are agreeing to the sex part, you're not only agreeing to the sex part. And I think what trips up a lot of folks is they get so focused on, well, this is how we're going to have sex. Like you've committed to having sex every you know three days with me. Well, if you're not fostering the other four intimacies in the intervening days, it becomes really hard to only just like turn it on and off to have sex, right? That's why, that's why I said at the start of the show, the intimacy lifestyle is a communication tool. It's a connection tool because when you embrace it as a way to, to be intentional about all areas of your marriage, I will tell you the extraordinary is going to happen and you're going to be blown away because yes, will your sex life become more regular and improve? Absolutely. I mean, we've seen it happen in our own marriage. But as Tony and I approach 20 years married, October 5th of this year, I can honestly tell you that our marriage has never been in a better place. And it's not just because we have sex twice a week. Uh, You know, that's not the only reason. It's because, like we talked about last week, we don't allow those resentments to creep in and fester and turn into avalanche snowballs like I, I mentioned last week, we address them head on because we've been working on our emotional intimacy for the last eight years. Okay, And where we are today and what we're able to share behind these mics is not where we were six and a half years ago when we started the show. Our level of transparency, even in our marriage and our family, is at a whole nother level because we committed 
to being intentional about talking to each other, right? Our, our recreational intimacy, when we get an opportunity to spend two hours together or an hour because the kids all miraculously happen to be in other places, we don't decide that's the time to do laundry. We say, okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to take a hike? Do you want to go grab a coffee? Do you want to, you know, sit down and do some, some strategic planning for what we've got coming up? What do you want to do? And we've, we've, we've developed over the last eight or nine years, we've developed a list of like, we've got our standby. So if we get a pocket of time, we jump on it. Why? Because the recreational intimacy is just as important as the others. We talk about our finances all the time, right? Minimum once a month when we sit down and do our cash flow plan. But it happens a lot more than just the minimum. Why? Because it matters that the two of us hear each other talking about our finances and where we stand. But it also matters because we have these two other human beings that live in our house called our children. And they need to know that couples talk about money. Mm -hmm. They need to know what the intimacy lifestyle looks like and that it's not just about, well, we've scheduled sex. Right? And our spiritual intimacy, I can, I, I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt that in the last six and a half years, we have grown exponentially in this area because we got intentional about it because we said you know what this is what we're going to do we are going to pray together and do we always pull that off no we're human we're human we don't always do any of these areas perfectly i wish i could say we did but then we'd be lying to you guys and you know that we tend not to lie it goes against that whole open honest transparent thing that we got going on here i, I can't remember where i heard it but years ago I heard somebody say, and I know it's a quote, and I, I didn't look it up before the show started because it just came to me, but it says, let your yes, and I think it's actually scripture, let your yes be a yes. And you know, one of the things that's happened in our disposable culture is that we have, we've become numb to our yes being a yes. Yeah, that would be Matthew 5.37. Okay, do you want to actually just say the... New King James. What? Hold on, I'm saying. Okay. But let your yes be yes and your no, no. For whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Okay. And, and so as I was saying, you know, in our disposable temporary culture, we've, we've become numb to actually having our yes be a firm yes. I'm committed to this and I'm standing behind it. We've become okay saying yes, but not really meaning it. So it's time for a shift to get back to if I say yes to you, if I say yes to the intimacy lifestyle, then I am saying yes. I am committed to it. And so this week, here's what you need to do around the intimacy lifestyle. If this is something that you are working on in your marriage, if this is something that maybe you'd like to be working on in your marriage, first of all, listen to episode 328 and then also listen to this show. So mm -hmm. you've got both bookends. Right. Right? Don't just listen to one show and be like, okay, I got it. Because I want you guys to have the full picture. We didn't even realize that we hadn't given you the full picture until some of these emails started coming in and we're like, oh, we well, got to fix this. Right. Yeah. We got, we got to bring up those, the other side of it, right? That, that, that side of, yes, it's, it's awesome. The intimacy, the sexual part of it. And yet what is missing is the lifestyle part of it, right? Everybody sees intimacy and goes, that, that's great. Mm -hmm. I the, want that. Yeah, the lifestyle part of it. Something that we are committed to doing for a period of time. Mm -hmm. And so for, for those of you who are like, oh, well, we started and it's, it's frustrating. 
maybe it's a 90-day challenge. Maybe it's just, you know what, let's add this lifestyle to what we're already doing for the next 90 days. It's it's not an open-ended, like, forever and ever, amen. Mm-hmm. You, you know, maybe your spouse just isn't certain about it, and yet they can wrap their mind around 90 days. Right. You know, P90X, folks have awesome results in 90 days when they stick to it. I mean... It's amazing. We've all seen the infomercial, or, or many of us have seen the infomercial. If you haven't, go on YouTube. You'll you'll see some amazing, you know, I just love it. But there's something about 90 days that many of us can wrap our minds around that allows us to start something that then continues on. I've met many of people who have started P90X years and years ago, overweight, unhealthy, eating like junk, you know, riddled with... You know, just health issues. In 90 days, they saw progress. Mm-hmm. Then they did it again. Now they're doing other stuff. And, and years have passed, and it's become a lifestyle. So maybe for your marriage, you know, it's the 90-day intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And here's, from a coaching standpoint, here's the thing with 90 days, because a lot of you are like, well, we'll just commit to 30 days. Well, you can live a honeymoon period for 30 days. I'm telling you, every, when we did the 60 Days of Sex Challenge, the first month was super easy. Yeah. The second month... Rainbow and unicorns. The second month was a struggle. Yeah. It was a struggle. The so desert. You, so you do 90 days because you're going to go through peaks and valleys. And over 90 days, you find your rhythm. So this right. week, have a conversation about the intimacy lifestyle. What does it look like in your marriage? Not what does it look like in Tony and Elise's marriage. We're an example, but we're not your marriage. Next, what can you commit to? What can the two of you honestly commit to so that you will do it, no excuses? How will the two of you have conversations about it? Right? This isn't like, you know, we commit to this on July 15th and we're not going to talk about it until, what is that, three months, like October 15th. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you've got you've to have conversations about this. And part of those conversations, and this part is so so, so important. And please hear me out, especially if you are the one that is presenting the seven days or the uh, intimacy lifestyle to your spouse. Foster that emotional intimacy first by when you're presenting the spouse, allow, uh, when you're pre- presenting the intimacy lifestyle, allowing your spouse to voice their concerns. Mm-hmm. To hear what they have to say, what their reservations might be, what their uncertainty might be. Right? Don't just be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Tony and Lisa say, you know, these are your three days. These are my three days. Bam. Uh, it's not going to work so well for you. It's not going to work so well. So hear them out because they might reveal to you, you know what? Let's just alternate weeks. Once a week, every, you know. And for a lot of you, that may be more sex than you're having already. Mm-hmm. You know, or if it's not more sex than you're having right now, getting to the initiating part, which you'll hear about in episode 328 when you go back and listen to that. If you can, you know, especially for those of you that are high desire, if your low desire spouse can get to the point where they initiate in whatever form that looks like for them and, and initiating, we're not just talking about initiating sex. When the two of you really start to focus on the intimacy lifestyle, they're going to initiate other conversations. You're going to initiate dates. You're going to initiate conversations about your money. You're going to initiate prayer mm-hmm. time together. And guess what? When you're not the one that's always having to take the lead in the marriage, 
it gets to be pretty extraordinary, you guys. It gets to be pretty amazing because remember, <laughs> your partners. Right. This, this is not a you know this is not a corporate ladder where there's the CEO at the top and everybody else below. This is a marriage. It's two of you doing life together mm-hmm. as partners. Yeah. I want to bring up one thing that you guys can pick up. If you are just at a place where you're not like sure how to initiate or what does initiating look like for you when it comes to your sexual intimacy, we'd, we'd ask you to pick up our free resource, uh, Top 10 Ways to Initiate Sex. And you can get that at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash initiate. And that we put that together to help you feel empowered to know what does initiating look like for you and then sharing that with your spouse. Hopefully as you're looking at it, it may even help you get some ideas for how that may even happen in your emotional intimacy, right? How do I initiate that conversation when I'm tense, I'm worried, I'm not sure what they're gonna say, you know? So pick that up, it's at www.com. Um, one extraordinary marriage.com slash initiate. Oh, like you guys. You led with the www at three out. It did. It did. You guys, the intimacy lifestyle, man, it's fun. It really is. Is it something that you're going to have to go back to and, and discuss and, and tweak at times? It sure is. That's why we call it a lifestyle because you know what? The lifestyle I have right now, I'm constantly tweaking it. I'm constantly messing with. I'm constantly having to do things to continue where I'm at and to achieve new things, right? It just doesn't happen. I can't sit back and do nothing and expect to, you know, gain wisdom, gain knowledge, gain understanding. That's the same thing with the intimacy lifestyle. As you go through it, you gain wisdom. You understand each other. You gain knowledge. What can we do differently? So this week, redefine your intimacy lifestyle so it fits you guys. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Reach out to us at info at one We love you. Take care and we'll catch you next week.